0: This episode of Relativity is made possible through the support of Stephen and Catherine Farris, Ryan Farwell, Bill Cariola, Heather Van Waldick, and Michael W. McClure. And by listeners like you who support us through Patreon. Learn how you can support this series and get exclusive content by visiting patreon.com relativity. Get even more information about Relativity at RelativityPodcast.com relativity. 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 Relativity.
1: I'm going back in there to find him you, you can't do that I go in there all the time, I was just in there I
0: mean, going in there to find a man we know to be Maybe insane and definitely dangerous I'll
1: Find him if I have to start a forest fire in there to do it
0: Doctor you have to listen
1: to. The next time you talk to Sophia, tell her where I am and tell her I'm not coming out until I've gotten my hands on Peter Miblin.
0: Dr. Mason, I strongly advise against this. Dr. Mason, please respond.
2: Relativity, episode 30, in which many questions are
0: answered. Dr. Mason, please respond. I know you can hear me. Wait, overlooking obvious. Uh, Mission control to Ganetsky Central Computer. Central Computer. Is the central hub access portal open?
2: Let me check. Yes, it is. Why do you ask? Doctor
0: Mason is headed toward it right now. I I want you to close the portal before he gets there and and lock it.
2: You want me to prevent Doctor Mason from leaving the forward section of the ship? Correct. May I ask the reason for
0: this? He is not demonstrating sound judgment. He is posing a risk to his own safety.
2: Very well then. Hub portal closing. I can hear every word
1: of this, you know.
0: Doctor, I just want you to stop for a moment and take some deep breath.
1: Oh, Sophia's taught you well, Marcus. You sound just like her.
0: You're running toward a situation that could be extremely dangerous.
1: I'm gonna find that guy, Marcus. He's in the habitat, hiding in a cave or up in a tree or something, and I'm gonna... Okay, I'm at the hub now. Open the store.
0: Negative. <laughs> We're going to talk about this. Okay, talk. Let's say Peter Miblin's still alive and he's been in the habitat this whole time. The rest of the crew is missing. Don't you think this sounds like he has lost his mind and has killed those people? That would mean he's got a weapon of some kind. If you charge in there and get close to where he is, he's almost certainly going to kill you. You through? I guess so, yeah.
1: Good, open this door. Nadia, unlock this door right now.
2: I've been directed by Mission Control to seal this portal.
1: And I'm telling you... (laughs) <laughs> this is good. This is really good. Nadia, since everyone else on the command structure is apparently dead, I'm in command on board this ship. Wouldn't you agree?
2: Technically true.
1: Yeah. Then as a acting captain of this ship, I'm overriding all other commands regarding this door. And the master command override password is... Lakshmi.
2: Thank you very much.
0: Computer, close that portal.
2: I'm sorry, Mission Control. That is the correct override password. Pushing off toward the junction.
0: Doctor, this corridor still has not been cleared of debris. Flying through will be extremely dangerous. Yeah,
1: good thing I'm watching where I'm going.
0: I don't know how Sophia does it.
1: Dr. Mason.
2: I must agree with Mission Control that you are currently in a hazardous situation and apparently headed toward one even
1: more hazardous. I'm close to getting some answers, Nadia, and you can help. Listen, I want you to do whatever you can to enhance your sensing of life signs in the habitat. Shift to a different spectrum, listen for different sound patterns, anything.
2: You want me to help you locate Peter Miblin?
1: I do. There must be a way to zero in on him.
2: If he is in the habitat, he chose his hiding place well. There are countless life forms there, so locating any one in particular will be extremely difficult. Oh, come
1: on. You can tell a human from, I don't know, an earthworm or a falcon or anything else in there, can't you?
2: I have often confused human life signs in the habitat with those of other animals of similar size. Marcus,
1: I'm taking Mama
3: home, but I'm going to be back here within the hour.
1: Let her go, Marcus. She has her mother to look after.
0: What's the matter? What's happening? Dr. Mason is going back to the habitat.
1: That's fine. Call me if anything important develops. Bye Sophia, safe travels.
0: He's going because he thinks Peter Miblin is alive and hiding in there.
3: Do we think that's possible?
0: Uh, Miblin figured out how to make the ship's life sign monitor show him as being in one place when he's really in another.
1: And when the explosion happened, he was in the habitat. I'm logging on.
3: Mama, I, I have to do this. I can read, believe me. Somebody get a chair from another, all right?
1: Doesn't matter how many of you gang up on me, I'm still going in there.
3: Chris, if that man is still alive, he is very likely someone who has killed a number of people and will not hesitate to kill you too.
1: Yeah, that's what Marcus said.
3: Then think. You're a person of extraordinary intelligence. Think this out.
1: So are you saying I should come up with some kind of weapon before I go in there? I'm
3: saying you shouldn't go in there at all. If he's in there, it's a miracle he hasn't attacked you any of the other times you've been in there.
1: What that tells me is he's more scared of me than I am of him.
3: I thought everyone on this ship was dead except the doctor. Mama, just don't. We
1: thought that too, Mrs. Schumacher, but it's looking now like the man who killed my other crewmates is hiding out in our forest, and I'm going to find him and shake some answers out of him.
3: Even though the man who's hiding is clearly insane. (laughs) They both sound insane to
0: me.
1: I won't argue with that.
0: Life science tracking shows him at the Habitat portal. That
1: is exactly where I am. The hatch is closed as always, so Nadia, if you don't mind.
0: Order countermanded.
3: Let's get that hat shut for another minute, all right? Make it good. I know you are determined to go in there, and the truth is, we cannot stop you. There really is nothing we can do now to prevent you from doing this stupid thing.
1: That's right.
3: But we can at least go with you, step by step, and maybe, maybe, between the ship's computer and our telemetry here, we can actually help you.
1: I'd like that. I'd prefer that.
3: Okay, Marcus, I want you to get on that data feed from the habitat and put every tactic and trick you know into finding anything in there that seems out of the ordinary. Anything. I already own it. Chris, I need you to just wait here for two minutes. That's all. I swear it. Just let me talk with my mother for that long.
0: I will wait here like a good
3: boy. Thank you. Mama, let, let's go over here. What is it? What are you doing? Mama, you have to let me get one of the cars to take you home. I have to see this through the situation on the ship. I, I can't do it with you here. You promised you would not send me home alone. As soon as we've gotten Dr. Mason out of danger, I will come straight home to you. I don't want to be alone. And you won't be for long. Listen, something happened just now. Something you should know about. When we left d- downstairs, when we came up here... I was making up my mind to track down another one of the cryo modules from wherever it might be in all of the world and have it brought here. Another one? What would you need that for? Well, I was thinking that you're right about Sybil waking up one day to a world where everyone she used to know is dead. And I thought Oh, Sophia, no. I thought it would make so much sense for me to just we'll be frozen alongside her. And when we're both revived we'll we we'll have each other. You would it's a beautiful fish. It made sense to me at first. It it really did. But then I thought about what it would be like for you, having both of your daughters locked away like that. It would kill me. It would break
2: my heart, and I would die.
3: And now you've heard what goes on around here. That guy out there in space, he's... He is infuriating and uncooperative, but I care about what happens to him. I can't just lie down and go to sleep while, he's still, while he still needs me. So, what are you saying? <sighs> I'm saying... This day has been a nightmare in so many ways, but it made me realize how very precious you are to me and how much I love you and how deeply I want to spend more time with you, now more than ever.
2: The whole world is upside down now, and we don't know who will live tomorrow and who will
3: die, so yes, please, whatever time we have left in this world, we must cherish it together. I'm so glad you understand. We must remain... Yes? (laughs) I almost just said we must remain connected. It's true. We must. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Look, I'll walk you out through security and I'll make sure that you're safely in the
1: car. I remember when cars had drivers. At least it was somebody to talk to. I know, Mama. You've told me all about it. Konyachny to mission control. Your two minutes are up.
0: Sophia's taking her mother out to meet a car, so she'll be right back.
1: Tell her I'm in the habitat because I'm going in.
0: I just found something I think you want to know before you go in.
1: Okay, you have my undivided attention.
0: Sophia said to look for anything out of the ordinary. So I scan EMR for high wavelengths. Yeah? And I'm getting what looks like the carrier wave of some kind of communication device. It's like if you were in there with a handheld device, trying to upload some information to the ship's computer, but your device was low on power. And
1: we don't think the birds and bugs in there have somehow acquired electronics.
0: If I had to guess, I'd say this waveform I'm seeing is the recorder in somebody's spacesuit. suit. Now I've seen all the suits, Marcus. They're, they're all in the Nexus. There's always been two space suits at the AF engineering portal. They're really radiation suits, but they're space worthy. So you could have gotten one of those going outside Gone anywhere. So
1: he's in there and he's wearing a radiation suit.
0: I didn't say that. I said I'm getting a signal that could be coming from that kind of suit.
1: You're saying the suit is in there but he's not?
0: Well, he could have taken it off, yeah. But that doesn't tell us why he'd go to the habitat wearing that kind of suit.
1: I'm opening his hatch.
0: You agreed to wait for some. I agreed to
1: wait two minutes.
0: I guess it won't help to say be careful. I'm
1: being careful.
0: Well, actually you're not. Can
1: you figure out where exactly that little signal's coming from?
0: Not really, no. It, it's so weak and there's so much interference.
1: <sighs> then I guess I'll have to just start walking around and looking. Do you do you, do you know what it's like in here? Have you, have you been inside anything like this?
0: The closest I've been is the schematic I'm looking at right now.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know if you can tell it from what you're looking at, but the, the ground slopes gently down from the hatch. You know, once you're through the little rotating tunnel. I call it the stomach churner. And uh, that's where I am. From here, I can look out across one whole part of the forest. And if I look straight up, I can see, well, the rest of the forest, because from here, you know, it's, it's, it's upside down over me.
0: I would love to see what that's like. It makes
1: your head hurt at first, but then you get used to it. But the point is I just wanted to remind you to think in three dimensions while you're helping me look for this guy, because the forest is not only spread out in front of me, it's over me and on each side and all around.
0: You know this could take weeks, right? If he's in there and well hidden, you could look forever and not even find him.
1: I've got nothing better to do.
3: Is he still waiting?
0: I couldn't stop him.
3: Dr. Mason, where are you right now?
1: Ah, uh, just inside the portal. I'm about to close the environment hatch.
3: All right, then. Go ahead.
1: Glad you could join us.
3: Is that sarcasm?
1: It is not. I. I don't think I'm fooling either of you with this tough guy attitude. I'm. I'm scared.
3: As well, you should be, so get out of there and let us work with the ship's computer to figure out what's happening.
1: I'm scared, but I also feel like I'm doing something worthwhile. You know, it's just like when I was out in space hanging on the side of the ship. That was the most terrifying thing I've ever done. But looking back, I'm glad I did it because it means I was doing something around here.
0: Well, that's good.
1: And I know I was only able to do that because you were there talking me through it. So as long as I have you two on the line here with me, I, I feel like I'm okay.
3: That's very sweet, but it does not diminish the level of actual danger.
0: Just so you both know, I found high wavelength EMR of some kind in there, like the carrier signal from the spacesuits. Can you triangulate? I'm trying everything I know. Marcus and
1: I think it's the recorder from Peter Miblin's uh, environment suit.
0: I did not say that. But we
1: do both know that he went in here, and he tried to hide the fact that he did, and maybe... Well if he came in here in a radiation suit, that would be a great clue to what he came in here for.
3: Chris, listen to me. You've been in the habitat many times since the explosion. The first time it was specifically to look for the rest of your crew.
1: Uh, All I did then was walk around and around the trails, I shouted people's names. That's not a thorough search. Fair enough. Yeah, so how's it going to help if I do the exact same thing again?
0: That would be my question, yes. I think I may have something more definite. What? That little signal I'm seeing, I thought it was distorted by a dying power cell. But but that's not distortion. It's actually interference.
3: I see what you mean, and I know that wave signature.
0: You recognize it?
3: I do. It's the wave frequency of the power supply at the very center of the habitat, arguably the most vital part of the entire vessel. So I've been looking at that particular wave signature for years now.
1: <laughs> I love it when people call that thing the most valuable thing aboard. I'm not offended at all.
0: <laughs> of course you are, and you should be. Are you saying that what we're scanning is near the, uh, the core?
3: Exactly. My strongest reading is in the habitat's axis of rotation, right where it should be.
1: Then I'm climbing up the hill to the gangplank across the core. That's logical, right? Go to the place where you think the signal's coming from?
3: I reluctantly agree.
1: Okay, there you go then. Up to the habitat's frozen center, that great gleaming phallus in the sky.
3: It's just a metal cylinder. There's no need to impose any other concepts into it.
1: Uh, you haven't read Sigmund Freud.
3: I have... And sometimes a giant metal cylinder is just a giant metal cylinder.
1: Yeah, but this one is actually full of sperm. I mean, let's be honest about this. Well, that is supposed to be a secret. Oh, come on, like any of that matters now. Wait, what? You didn't know?
0: We were always told it was a frozen cache of vital supplies.
1: Well, that's kind of true. But what's locked in there at nearly absolute zero are thousands and thousands of little bottles containing billions and billions of human sperm cells. Andova?
3: There are millions of frozen over
0: in there, too.
1: Wouldn't have one without the other.
0: Wait, so so that's what these ships are taking to the New World? That's what this whole mission is all about?
1: Well, you got to admit, it is the easiest way to transplant the future of the human race.
0: But who was going to actually give birth to all those babies? Each mission was
1: equipped with... Uh, uh, folks, I hate to interrupt you, but uh, this is important. I think I just found a body, human body, in a bright orange environment suit. Wearing a helmet? No, the helmet is several feet away in the grass, uh, but I can so I can see his face. It's, uh, yeah, it, it looks like Peter.
3: Approach with caution, Doctor.
1: He's not likely to hurt me much. He is definitely dead. Are you sure? I assure you, I am fully qualified to certify a decomposing body as being dead. Any obvious sign of how he died? You mean like a hole through the head or something? Not that I can see, but it does look just from the way he's lying at the bottom of the lift that he he may have fallen from up there at the core. Or he was pushed. I want to do an autopsy.
3: Right now I need you to go out into the core and report on the conditions of the contents.
1: Are you serious?
3: I certainly am. Why would Peter Miblin be in the habitat wearing the environment suit except to go into the storage unit where the temperature is minus 200?
1: Wait, you think he did all of this just to do something with the, the, the human samples in there?
3: That's what I want you to find out. Now you should have first put his suit on
1: i am not taking a suit off of a rotting corpse and putting it on myself
3: at least the gloves just take the gloves
1: okay yeah i'll give you that much okay i'm now stealing a dead man's gloves
3: now that i think about it didn't you tell me that you'd been up there since the explosion and checked on the contents
1: yeah well i checked the temperature gauges down here yeah but i didn't go up there and go inside why not because it's minus 200 degrees in there
3: Are you near the gauges now?
1: Uh, right next to them.
3: What's the temperature?
1: It says minus 211.1. Do you have the gloves on? I have the gloves on, and I am climbing the ladder up to the core. Okay, yes, and I'm on the catwalk.
3: We want you to walk through the lock, open the door, and look inside. That's all. I just want to know if everything looks undamaged.
1: Listen, I plan to open that hatch for one second and then slam it shut.
3: Since exposure to that temperature for more than a few seconds would be fatal, I agree with this plan.
1: Okay. Opening the outer hatch. And stepping inside.
0: Still receiving you.
3: me, Doctor.
1: Uh, from what little I could see, the capsules containing all that's best of humanity appear to be intact. Of course, I'll, I'll need to go inside with the proper gear and do a full examination. Understood. But that's going to be complicated, because the space provided for humans to walk through in there is pretty Crowded? Crowded since the explosion I've thought again day after day if I could only find where everybody went if I could just find the rest of the crew oh no yeah I found them
2: Relativity Episode 30 in which many questions are answered starred Alana Jordan Lee Shackleford Clarence Brown and Stephanie Lindsay, and was written, directed, and produced by Lee Shackleford. This is the last episode of the current series. Subscribe to the podcast and follow us on social media to make sure you know when the next season of Relativity begins. Find out everything you need to know about the series through our website at relativitypodcast.com. You must must remain remain connected. connected.